Welcome to the Pathways Home podcast, an exploration of practices of presence to come home to ourselves. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to be back here with you all again. I took a little bit of a break. Things were just a little bit chaotic at home and had a lot going on with my kids, with my youngest turning one and just other family stuff going on. So I'm really glad to be back, to be sitting down to record an episode. Not the episode that I thought I would be recording right now, but with everything that I had going on, I will be totally upfront and say I was not as consistent initially with the practice that I had set out for this next month. And while it's a practice that I have guided at this point hundreds of times, and could easily have still offered, there is an integrity I really want to hold in the format of this, which is that I will have done it every day for the month leading up to offering it so that the practice is infused with more of that direct experience and the reflections that I'm offering and the inquiry questions that I'm offering also carry that. So that episode will be coming a couple weeks later than expected, but it is on its way. And I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you all. But what that actually brings me to is what I wanted to talk about in this episode, which is what happens when we lose our way. What happens when we stray off of the practices and the ways that we have of walking ourselves home? What happens when we lose our consistency? And how do we return? Because lost off the pathway home is actually a really normal and inherent part of it. We're always walking ourselves back home to center, back home to that core essence of ourselves. That journey requires that we stray. Things in our lives, in our experiences will pull us out. Distractions will pull us out. Our habitual forms of coping, whether with stress or with overwhelm or with change, will pull us off course. But the pathways that we have to walk ourselves home are always there waiting. There is no amount of wandering off and getting lost and getting mired in the muck and in the weeds that precludes us from coming back again. We are never so lost that we cannot come back again. And not only is the path home always waiting, but that core essence of who we are, that core essence of self that we are coming home to is always there waiting. And the beauty in a way, or one of the beautiful things about straying is that we actually get to uncover new pathways home from doing that. We all have, you know, our tried and tested ways, the things that most easily bring us home. But there are times when those don't feel accessible or where they're not really calling us or we don't feel anchored to them. And that is a really amazing opportunity to find another route to try something else on in my personal experience I have wandered off path gotten lost in the weeds 
I don't know how many times in this long, long journey. I don't know how many times. And I don't know how many more times. But what I do trust in is that I will always find my way back. Time and experience have granted me that. I used to be pretty hard on myself about it. When the contraction came after the expansion or when I found myself lost again or repeating old patterns again or falling back into what I thought were bad habits again. I used to be pretty hard on myself about that because it always felt to me like, how can I be here again? I, how can I not have learned this lesson? How has it not stuck yet? But what I also gained with every single repetition of that experience was the understanding of how much more well-worn and deep the grooves of all of the pathways home were starting to become. And through that, I started to find a much kinder voice to address myself with in coming home again, in recognizing that, whoop, it's time for a course correction. Whoop, I'm out. Oh, I'm feeling lost. And to be able to connect with myself in a much more compassionate way of saying, okay, normal human experience. I'm lost again. Things have contracted again. I'm feeling confused again. <laughs> I am repeating said pattern again. Okay, what do we do? Where's the first place I feel called to look? What is the practice or the pathway back home that would be the best antidote for where I am now? And so those years of wandering off path of finding myself lost and confused, have given me so many different pathways to choose from. So many different practices and ways of showing up to reorient myself. There's a whole arsenal of them available to me now purely because of that. And when I realize that now, when I look at that now, I feel so grateful, so grateful for all of those wanderings for all of the ways that I then got to accumulate and study and learn more and learn deeper from it. And so that would be my first piece of thought for you is to watch how you're speaking to yourself when you wander off. Notice the way you're addressing yourself the language that you are using in your mental discourse about it. How are you describing it to yourself when you wander off? How are you feeling about the fact that you've wandered off? Not how does wandering off feel, but how do you feel about the fact that it's happened again? And is there room for you to be much more generous and sweet and tender and compassionate with yourself for that. And then the next thing I want to get into is practical ways. Because one of the things I've definitely noticed in myself and that I think a lot of people do is when they notice they've wandered off from the pathways that they were walking, the things that were really, truly supporting them, when they notice they've lost touch, 
is that we tend to think that we need to throw ourselves in head first into the deep end, doing and everything we possibly can, throwing everything at it in order to course correct. And I think that's sometimes a reaction to how big the departure feels from this is working, this is supporting me. I feel connected to that core essence of myself and lost, confused, repeating a pattern. That discrepancy between the way that we feel in those experiences, I think, makes us feel like we ought to throw everything at it to get that other feeling back. When in fact, trying to throw everything at it is just another way we're overwhelming ourselves. And what I found is that the best first step is to slow down and simplify, to choose the smallest simplest thing to do the smallest simplest and most easily integrated into your daily life as it exists in this moment thing that thing there's you know a couple of books that I'm aware of that talk about tiny habits I think one of them is actually called tiny habits and what they talk about is instead of making this like huge massive list of things to do to achieve the goal, break it down into its smallest parts. And this is really of a piece with that idea. And so what is the smallest, simplest, most easily integrated thing you can do to begin getting back on a path? Because it's not likely to be going from, oh, I've lost my way. I'm not meditating at all. I'm not doing yoga. I'm not running. I'm not, you know, playing in the garden. I'm not doing any of the things I know that bring me back to I got to do all of the things I know that bring me back. That's too much. That's swinging the pendulum so far out that it becomes unrealistic to accomplish and then we're spiraling right back in. Whereas if we begin with something simple, easily integrated and start incorporating it with devotion and dedication day after day, That small seed then sprouts and feeds into the next thing to add on. And so I'll tell you what I did, what I'm doing right now for myself. The first and simplest thing for me is to start reincorporating a practice of prayerful intention. That can be many things. But if I just bring some level of prayerful attention or reverent attention to the very mundane day-to-day things in my life, that resets the tone for me. And so I'll give you an example. The quickest and easiest is to start the day with the shortest intonation of gratitude Wake up, deep breath, eyes closed, say thank you. It's a split second. And that is a perfect starting point. It is a perfect starting point. It is a tiny seed at the beginning of the day. And if the day starts off in chaos and I'm pulled out of bed before I even have the chance to get my head on 
straight, beautiful. I can do it again after breakfast or after lunch or whenever I remember or at the end of the day. And it's going to be different for every single one of us. But that process of simply choosing to deliberately, intentionally add some form of attentiveness, some form of devotion, some form of ritual back into my very day-to-day experience is always the best seed to begin with. One of the other things I like to do, either right off the bat or from that first little piece, is to bless the things I'm consuming. I find it's really easy to get into this state where I'm not really paying a lot of attention to what I'm putting in my body. I'm consuming things that I like. I'm choosing foods and beverages that I like, but I'm not spending the time savoring them or expressing the felt sense of gratitude for them, for the joy of having them. And so maybe it's something simple like just taking a moment again to say thank you to bless the water that I'm drinking or the meal that I'm going to consume. And that becomes the perfect interruption to the busyness of life, to the chaos of life, because it means that every time I go to put something in my body, maybe I just start with the water I'm drinking and then it gets expanded out to the meals, to the snacks, to everything I'm putting in my body. But it becomes this moment where I have to pause. I have to pause before I drink that water, before I sip my coffee, before I eat the meal I've just prepared or the snack I've just grabbed. As I start to work that up, it becomes this beautiful little pause moment throughout the day where I have to slow down, if even for a split second, to say thank you wow, what a blessing this clean water is in my life. Maybe it's something like building in a practice of pausing midday for three deep breaths. Or I also used to set a reminder notification on my phone daily to go off at a certain time to remind me to pause and either again have a prayer or intonation of gratitude or some other affirmation that I was working with. But the bottom line is start small, simple, easily integrated into your life. Don't make it a marathon right out the gate because starting small and simple is another form of generosity with yourself. When we've wandered far afield and we feel lost and we feel disconnected from all the things that we know reconnect us to ourselves, yes, it feels like the biggest swing will have the most bang for your buck, but that's also usually asking a lot of yourself. It's asking for a huge course correction at that point. And the more generous way of being with ourselves is to slow down, get simple, get clear, and go easy and trust what that seed is building towards. So in the same way that you're working to choose more generous language in the way that you speak to yourself about the fact that you've wandered a field again, you've repeated the pattern, the habit that you've been trying to break again, you also can be so generous with yourself in the way that you start to walk yourself back, the way that you begin again. 
both of those things then become a really meaningful part of the way that you are shifting your understanding and your perception of what it means to be coming home to yourself. That it's not a linear experience. You don't just walk yourself home one time. You don't just lose your way one time. The process itself is a contraction and an expansion cycle. We're drawing in and moving out. We're wandering off and walking ourselves back all the time. And part of what that generosity with ourselves, both in the way that we speak about it and in the way that we approach coming back, offers us is this ability to essentially normalize that experience. Normalize the fact that we will come and go. And then that almost becomes a feedback loop. The more normalized it is that we're going to come and go, the gentler and more compassionate we can be with ourselves when it happens, the less we end up wallowing in any kind of self-deprecation or stories about what it means about us that we've faltered again. And so the more readily we can then begin that course correction, start walking home again. And so I hope that helps. I hope that those two pieces really help the next time you notice that you've wandered a field, things feel lost or disconnected, and you're looking and searching for your anchors again. Be kind in your words and start small and simple and let it grow from there. And so I will definitely be back again in a couple of weeks, at least with the next practice episode, having started walking myself back again too. And depending how things go, you may also see one other episode show up before that, but for sure in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have another practice episode for you all. And I can't wait to connect with you all again soon.